He wanted to arm Mujahideen. There! Who's the fucking nihilist around here, you bunch of fucking crybabies? Don't hate me, bro! Welcome to Post Your cause is right, and God is on your side. How's it going? Another post-void post after a long hiatus. Today is October 29th, 2021. So, uh, yeah. Sorry about that long hiatus there, I guess. I mean, um, first, I don't want to put out an episode if, you know, I don't think it's uh, worth listening to. <laughs> but, uh, actually... I have um, a good amount of material in my repertoire that I'm probably going to be releasing in the next week. They're all half episodes, episodes I never really ended up finishing, which I could easily finish. It's just, uh, you know, um, I, I'll put up a little notice, just, you know, um, forgive the fact that I'll be saying, oh, today is August 3rd, you know, <laughs> anyways, um, so... Yeah, I felt very compelled to uh, make an episode, though. I'm certainly going to complete this one. And um, like I said, the other ones, I will be having um, little epilogues at the end to wrap up the ideas as well, too. Um, my last episodes, I was talking about how um, automation is something that is... Well, actually, I guess this might loop into that topic. Um, I was to last episode. I will actually be releasing my last episode later... So you will be hearing that after this one. Um, it's about how automation is a lot more simple than it's uh, put in the media. How we don't need to have an AI or um, even a, or a singularity or anything like that in order to automate the workforce. I think that it's something that is absolutely certain. Unless we get hit by like an EMP or a meteorite or something, it's absolutely it's almost absolutely certain there will be. Um, an automation because I mean, um, if you really look at anything, it goes military technology. And then once military technology gets leaked to the public, it goes to the industrial sectors first. So we'll most likely be seeing drones in, um, some of our workplaces come soon. Anywho, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, what I will be talking about is the singularity in this episode. Now, um, it's very, very peculiar. Uh, I have not, I've never heard this term until today, but I am very well aware of the concept. It's this, um, sentient world simulation, sentient world simulation, which I was, I, I've always called it, or at least have called it in the last six years as the cicada simulation. Now, um, one of my first videos, actually, um, before I started the podcast when I was making YouTube videos, my actual first YouTube video I did as Postvoid was on this subject. And it was in 2000, early 2017, I want to say maybe even late 2016, it was right after Donald Trump got elected, I believe. Might have even been a little before that point. Um, it was, I, I was on, uh, I was on 4chan quite a bit, and... I never, I, yeah, you can go back and listen to my episodes. I never fell for Q. I really did not ever fall for Q, but, um, which I mean, you know, that, that's a whole different subject. <laughs> I don't want to get into that right now. I'll, I'll, but I'll graze it. 
Um, I was, although, heavily involved, actually. I was researching, posting, doing all sorts of stuff on 4chan um, about Pizzagate. And, yeah, you know, you can go ahead and say what you want about Pizzagate. You can go ahead and say, oh, Alex Jones pointed people towards Comet Ping Pong, which Comet Ping Pong was very suspicious. I can go into James Elefantes and how he was um, dating David Brock, who ran Media Matters, which was a <laughs> literal propaganda site. So it's just very peculiar that the damage control on Pizzagate was being done by an ex-boyfriend of the target of it was insane absolutely insane but the thing is though is that that did bring to the to the attention of many jeffrey epstein in the caribbean islands that were like not only jeffrey jeffrey epstein but um oh, the owner of, of victoria's secret um nygaard peter nygaard was brought to attention because of that um the the whole prince harry i'm sorry prince andrew scandal was brought attention because of that so a lot of things did come out of pizzagate that we are looking at now and there are legitimate lawsuits happening so you really can't throw that all under the bus and during that period there was someone that appeared on 4chan that you know 4chan it's an anonymous board so everyone that appears there either puts up a name themselves or it's under anonymous. And this one person appeared and started making posts that everyone started calling as the FBI Anon. Now, this FBI Anon, it's very, very hard to find the threads um, on anywhere on the internet now. A lot, of the, a lot of the original ones that he posted got scrubbed, oddly. And I was able to find one of those images. I was able to find the original surprisingly, I had a, I actually, I, I couldn't find it anywhere on the web. I had to go into images. So, but I did find it. I found what I saw way back when, and a lot of weird stuff was mentioned by this guy. He had proofs and it was, it was not cryptic though. He was not, he was answering questions pretty flat out. It was not cryptic like Q, but a lot of people say it was the precursor to Q. It was very similar in it's, uh, in how this man would drop or man or female would drop information. Um, most notably people might remember how there was talk about Hillary hiding in a bunker called the temple of Artemis or something like that. Um, that, that, so just to jog your memory on who I'm talking about here, that thread that that man was in, he's his last question in the thread was posed by someone and just a random, a random fellow, a random guy, a random man on posted this and let me pull it up here. Sorry if you're hearing clicks. So he asked, and this was the last answer by this FBI Anon, and a lot of people say after this point, it might have just been people LARPing as this man, but um, or woman. Um, but what was asked was, what information do you have on Cicada? And what's being implied here is that the Anon means Cicada 3301, which was an augmented reality game that tapped into hackers across the world and um, whenever it was solved, a lot of those hackers kind of like would cut off communication. It didn't seem like they were intimidated or even died, but they would cut off like communication, which then a lot of people made the conclusion that maybe this was some sort of um, FBI honeypot, but like to, to get agents, like to find new agents. Anyways, this was FBI Anon's answer. And um, I will even say the post number to um, help you out here. It is 4chan post number 7948971 on 
July 2nd, 2016. And um, it's archived under HTTPS um, colon slash slash archive.is slash RFFAD. And here we go. Or um, you, That's the link that it said at the bottom of the images. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know where that link sends you, but I'm assuming it's sending you to archive. So anyways, um, so uh, I did not click that link. I found that through images, actually on Google, oddly enough. Um, so here's his answer. Cicada is a Pentagon program to induct special minds to work on simulations and strategic planning for their models. A model of the entire world is under development there. There are several prominent economists that have worked on it. And that's all he said. And then um, his last answer to anyone in the thread was, people can integrate if done in a healthy and conservative way, not by force. Second thread for those more interested. And... I believe the second thread actually like didn't pop up until a couple days later, which then people question whether that was even him. So I will repeat what he said one more time. Cicada is a Pentagon program to induct special minds to work on simulations and strategic planning for their models. A model of the entire world is under development there. Several prominent econ- economists have worked on it. So simulation, a world simulation. Very, very interesting. Now, when I heard that in 2016, I had jumped to the conclusion that um, if you had something of that ability, it would, it could potentially revert reality. Where if you do have a perfect simulation of the world, then what's different between what's the difference between reality and that quantum computer? You know, which is probably using D waves, and I, I am, I'm not too versed in how quantum computers work. Most people are not, but um, you know, it it it's just the fact that if everything can be predicted there, then it could could wouldn't that essentially be a mirror? You know, so people uh, like are at least saying, well, yeah, that's most likely happening to help algorithms predict like reality, but. You can simply just take it just a little step further and say, well, wasn't it, doesn't this all seem to match with, like, say, simulated reality theory and all of these other things as well, too? Now, today, I don't, you've, I'm sure you've probably heard about Facebook changing their name to Meta, which, when I first heard that, I'm like, come on, Zuck, you're stealing another word from us. We can't use the word Meta anymore. Come on. Like, that's part of my regular vocabulary. What the hell? So, like, you know, now I can't say any... If you call anything meta now, people are going to assume you're referring to Facebook. Like, hmm. Funny how words get changed like that, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Reminds me of the word herd immunity. Anyways. (laughs) Not to get there. But, um, yeah. So, it just seems all very, very peculiar that all of this seems to be coming to a head now. And, 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 you know, I heard this um, sentient... Uh, world simulation, uh, uh, which I call cicada simulation, um, and also FBI Anon alluded to as cicada simulation. Um, I, this was brought up today, both on the, the tinfoil hat, well, with Nick Hinton, which also I guarantee, I recommend all the tinfoil hat episodes with Nick Hinton. He's very, very, he's, this has a very, um, unique outlook on, um, the paranormal, truth movement, all that. And, um, also he's very, uh, close to the Bledsoe family, which they are very peculiar. 
hard to explain their um, events that have happened around them, but I'm, I'm, you can go listen to those episodes. I'm not well-versed in that. Anywho, um, also, Freeman Fly dr- dropped, just just uh, dropped the word, just said sentient world um, simulation at the end of his most recent episode as well, too, where I was like, okay, now this is getting talked in the lexicon. It's not just one person mentioning it. It's a couple people mentioning this type of uh, world simulating idea. And, and you know what? The propaganda report also mentioned it today. They didn't say simulated world, uh, sorry, they didn't say sentient world simulation, but I believe it was, um, not, not Monica, but his, her, um, her, her co-host, um, Brad Brink, Brad Binkley at the beginning of the episode said, oh, how do we not know that we're living in Zuckerberg's metaverse right now? If he wants to have everything in his metaverse be as concrete as reality. And I was like, that's exactly it. So like, so it's so great. It's insane. It's insane how I first kind of grasped simulation theory by thinking, oh, there's like a building on earth that has our simulation inside of it. So it's like a, it's like a Russian doll, you know, you got like the simulation inside the simulation inside the simulation. Um, I think Rick and Morty actually made an episode similar to that where like he had a car battery that had a universe inside and then inside that universe and his car battery, they were making another universe to power that universe. And like, (laughs) yeah, it sounds very like redundant and it is, but, um, so anyways, I know this is like big, almost hot airish type subject matter here, but, um, Right now, I do got to take a quick break, and I think I am going to drop the audio from that video I made way back in late 2016. So, um, I'll do a quick little intro and then drop that audio. So, uh, yeah, be prepared to hear me in a uh, much more younger, less uh, experienced tone, but probably echoing about the same thing here. Anyways... Uh, on to part two. One big thing before I play my video I made in 2016, I, um, wanted to put this in as early in the podcast as I could. Um, please check out another podcast called O-Culture. O-C, it's O-C-Culture. It's spelled O-Culture. One word. And, um... It look for episode 17 featuring Tracy Twyman, rest in peace. Um, she was a um, truther, a conspiracy theorist, a um, journalist who sadly passed away, I believe, in 2019 amidst a sea of very peculiar investigation. And um, she was very likely being followed. And this episode, this um, Occulture podcast episode number 17 is extremely jarring because they start the podcast off mentioning the metaverse in 2018. I'll get to that. I'll get to the uh, where the term originally came from. And her points she's making, it's she's she's way more educated in this than I am. So that's why I would recommend you looking into that podcast as well. So um, further ado, here is my extremely naive, but um, also off the top of my head, take of the singularity and the Cicada um, operation, Cicada 3301 operation back in 2016. So enjoy and um, here we go. 
such. The one point I want to leave you on is this. The one person, the one big source that I've been looking back on and that has been showing itself to be true, and I'm not talking about some Egyptian frog cartoon god, all right? Because honestly, actually, that does have a little bit of legitimacy, especially the fact that now there's user-created propaganda, and, uh, and it, it does have to do a bit with synchronicity, which I'm going to get into just now. Um, but this guy, this FBI uh, Anon, that posted a couple months ago, he mentioned uh, the foundation, he mentioned looking into Hillary Clinton and uh, all her nefarious actions in Haiti, and um, told us to look at the cards and the Wikipedia page, and, you know, a lot of these things have come up to be true. And also, it's very true that a lot of the uh, people that work in the military support Trump, which he also mentioned. But um, the one big thing that he mentioned near the end was a thing called the Cicada Simulation. Now, he mentioned that this simulation is trying to simulate reality to a T. So what happens when they're able to achieve that? What happens... If there is a simulation right now that is attempting to simulate every possible timeline that can happen, which it may sound it may sound impossible, but you know what? It could be getting pretty close, and it could be simple. They could be simplifying us and simplifying what we think in order for this simulation to actually correctly get us right. And if it is, if it is, then we should be very very concerned because how can you tell if its reality is our reality? And vice versa. You can't. You can't. You know what that's called? That's called the singularity. That's called the singularity. So, you know, that's what may get me in trouble right now. That's what may get me with, uh, with a bullet in the back of my head and called suicide, you know, is me talking about the singularity right now. Because that is something that we should really be concerned about. Which nation, what group of people are actually operating this if it exists? Um, real quickly, too, before uh, I have to cut myself off, off here... This uh, roots back to Cicada 3011. Um, it has to do with, uh, with the Cicada program, uh, Cicada project, and it was a uh, code that was given over the internet a couple years ago. I was actually part of the people trying to decipher it, but I'm not a, uh, not a computer hacker coder myself, more of a linguistic type, and uh, I wasn't able to really help too much. But I remember seeing it, and um, people have apparently never been able to crack it. As so most think. I honestly think that some people have been able to crack it and that they've been tapped and they've been taken and now they're part of this think tank, which is operating the Cicada simulation. People speculate that it may be at CERN. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say where it is. Hell, it could be in this room right here. I don't, I don't freaking know. But uh, anyways, you know, I just want to leave you with this. Yeah. We may have found uh, a lot of Moloch information coming from our leaders. We may have found that, uh, you know, you may have even read into things like the womb of Artemis or, you know, like things like that. Uh, Moloch Island, Jeffrey Epstein and stuff. It's, it, it, it's all just a show. It is a reality show. None of this is real, most likely. The, the, the most likely chance is that none of this is real. That we really are not living in base reality. And I think the one thing that we should be really focusing on is the cicada simulation or whatever AI, whatever AI simulation is being run or attempted to be run. It's not going to be a robot. It's not going to be, uh, what is it? Um, Skynet. It's not going to be, you know, it might be something like Skynet. It's, it's, it's not going to be like the Terminator. It's going to be like Skynet, actually. It's going to be a cloud. It's not going to be... It's going to be a cloud. It's going to be a cloud coming from satellites. It's, it's not going to even be based on Earth. 
You know? So, once we have that cloud that can simulate every little thing that happens in this world, then we will be sucked into it. It may sound a little crazy, but read into the singularity. Read into the singularities. And you will find out that it's a paradox. And that it, you, you will eventually... You, you, it, it's like a dream. You don't know where it begins and ends. So, you know... Like, uh, not, not to sound like a Hollywood fool here, but, you know, Inception, The Matrix, a lot of those movies, uh, Interstellar, you know, a lot of those ones actually are kind of based a little in, in what I'm talking about here. It's not as simple as those movies, but, you know, you, you can extrapolate some good analogies from there. And, you know, um, also, too, remember that if this is fact, if they really are trying to create a simulation, they can't just make it evil. They gotta make it benevolent. They gotta throw good in with the evil. They gotta throw legitimate chaos magic in with the black magic. They gotta throw, like, you know, free spirit in there somewhere. I mean, honestly, I think I think that there is a fair amount of that. I, I'm not, not sure want to say will or fate, but I think it's kind of a mix between the both. So, uh, keep your minds... Remember not to fall for those dialectic tricks. Everything's not just black and white. Remember, everything's not for or against Trump, you know, and stuff like that. Well, make, make sure you, you, you check out your information without a bias as much as you can. Don't polarize yourself. Unpolarize yourselves. Seriously, just unpolarize yourself. Start looking for the information. Don't start looking for what information best suits you. If it's challenging your way of thinking, most likely that's the right path. And if, and if it's not the right path, at least you challenged your way of thinking. So, uh, it's funny actually listening back to that uh, old segment I played and how much I repeated myself, but I said it five years ago, you know, so maybe uh, the repetition there actually uh, has a point. <laughs> it's funny how, um, how not too much has changed, I guess, but uh, at the same time we seem to be on that similar trajectory that, uh, you know, things are kind of meeting a headway when it comes to philosophy and technology and society and yeah so um it's funny too uh this now this episode is uh about a week old <laughs> but in between that time I've noticed there's there's been a couple episodes about cicada that's popped up on Spotify now I'm like it's funny that you know it seems to be on a lot of people's minds all of a sudden lately again so on to that I thought I would bring up a uh, similar subject, which has been, uh, it's hard for me to find sources on, although I, I, it's because like podcast episodes have been deleted and such. I don't know why, but, um, specifically this one podcast called, uh, inter intergalactic railroad. They, uh, stopped, they, they stopped sometime early this year, but, uh, all their old seasons have been deleted aside from their most recent one. And it's kind of annoying because, uh, like, you know, 
and I'm not, I'm not going to pass any judgment there, but it's more a matter of that there was one specific episode that I always thought was very important, and it was their analysis of a book from 1992 called Snow Crash. Now, um, I'm not a big... The, the book's kind of interesting. It's not extremely well-wrote. It has some cr- criticism in other places, but it's this one specific... Um, I guess theme or uh, just the a theme that they introduced in the book that is um, a very it's it's um, rooted in ancient religion, but then also too it's not only applicable but arguably was kind of copy and pasted into a lot of um, uh, social networks. Yeah, and the concept is the concept of a namshub, spelled N A M S H U B. And I'm going to pull up the um, ancient Sumerian lore that's attached to this. Um, Namshub's other name that Namshub goes by is Asaruludu, Asaruludu, which is A-S-A-R-U-L-U-D-A. And in Sumerian, I'm going to butcher some of these pronunciations, sorry. In Sumerian and Akkadian mythology, um, Asuru is one of... The Akunani. Why am I mispronouncing um, Akunani? There we go. The um, Akunani are the the essentially alien or god race that the Sumerians believe seeded uh, society. Um, In the Bible, um, a lot of the time, the Akunani and um, the Nephilim are kind of seen as hand in hand as these like weird, almost angel-like creatures that help seed society. That is actually the oldest myth that we are aware of from the Sumerians. So, anyways, to continue um, this wiki, just a quick little wiki to give a summary here, his name is also spelt um, Arsuludu, Arsulu, um, A-S-A-R-L-U-H-I, so Arsulai, or Namshub. The entomology and meaning of his name is unclear. Arludu served as an, um, as an exorcist in Sumerian religious rituals. As Namshub, quote, shining, he is considered a protective deity, the shining god that illuminates our path. The Enuma Elishi describes Arsuludu as the light of the gods. Another version states that he is the wielder of the flaming sword and ensues the most perfect safety. So right there... I'm sure, you know, reading that article or, you know, um, reading that description, one would could make some comparisons to say um, the conventional ideas of what Lucifer is and what how um, I believe all many, many secretish type societies, most famously, I believe the Freemasons point to Lucifer as uh, something somewhat different than Satan in that like looking at it and the fallen angel type aspect of it. So. It's very interesting that this Namshub, who is also uh, synonymous with an ancient Sumerian god, seems to be kind of the um, the comparison, I guess, to Lucifer or to, uh, I believe it's Lazarus in uh, Roman religions, where um, he flew too close to the sun and his wings burnt off and he fell back into the water. It's either that or Apollo. I always get the two mixed up. Anyways, um, so on to the modern take of what an Amshub is. Now, I'm going off of a, um, this is one of the only sources that I can find still today, it, but it's off a um, .edu page, or, um, yeah, so it's off a .edu page. It's 
erau.edu, and it's by um, Andrew. I can't get his full name because it's like it's, I'm reading an um a website. It looks like this website was made in like 2005. But uh, anyways, um, Nam Shubs, uh, quote: This snow crash thing is um is it just a virus, a drug, or a religion? Junta shrugs. What's the difference? So I'm just going to read a quick little the quick little introduction here. I actually have to head back inside, so I'm going to do a part three real fast after this. But um, Namshub, an incarnation chant poem or speech thought to have magical powers in Sumerian texts. Now into the article. Have you ever um, had a song stuck in your head, a video, or an image? All of these things are, in a sense, the ideas that have gone viral. They spread and infect. Um, they it spread, infect, and multiply in the same manner as a virus. For example, you can consider anything from the spread of communism to religion to any super popular music video on YouTube as such. These viral ideas can be classified as namshubs. The namshub was the first spoke um, was first spoke of in ancient Sumerian culture as a as basically a form of programming for the human mind, brainwashing, if you will. The Namshubs of the past were much more total than today. The calm to contemplate the true implications of such a thing, we go into science fiction, as we often do to supply plausible and acceptable scenarios to the seemingly far-fetched. In Neil Stevenson's novel Snow Crash, he explores the full implications of Namshubs and what it could be used for in the future. So, right here... Um, now reading that, it seems like they were talking about memes, correct? Or maybe not even somewhere across between memes and frameworking of society. We see something like that, um, today with, um, you know, me, not only memes like for funny ways, but also memes where, you know, you have a social, uh, societal idea and you're supposed to follow in lockstep with it. Uh, whether it be um, people uh, Democratic, Republican, or really anywhere across there as well, too. So there's this whole concept of, yes, we take in these viral loads almost of memes, but then we filter it ourselves and choose how to disseminate it ourselves according to our preconceived notions that we're supposed to hold, our hegemony. So it's very interesting that the ancient meaning of this word comes from a light bearer very similar to Lucifer, whereas the modern take of this word seems to be implying brainwashing through memes. And and, and, and then it kind of gets looped together in the two in the ancient Sumerian lore about this um, essentially wizard of words. So, yeah. And, you know, in the back of your mind with all of this, keep thinking, Facebook changing its name to Meta, Facebook changing its name to Meta. You know, <laughs> Meta and the Namshub don't seem too far apart in this sense. So um, I do have to take one quick break. I will be right back to finish this off. Well, I have just stumbled upon an article that uh, I think is very relevant to what I was just reading. So this uh, came out a day ago. And, um, so it came out Thursday, November 4th. And... Facebook's metaverse label, uh, excuse me, Facebook's metaverse plan labeled as dystopian and a bad idea by the BBC. Quote to start the article. 
One of Facebook's earliest investors has labeled the social media giant's plans for a metaverse as, quote, dystopian. Meta, as Facebook is now known, is investing billions in the project. But Roger McCamney, um, Roger McNamee told the BBC, it's a bad idea and the fact we are all sitting and looking at this like it's normal should be alarming to everyone. Meta's chief prom product officer, Chris Cox, told attendees at a web, sub web summit in Lisbon that the idea would make the internet less flat. He said it would be considerably better than video conferencing as a space for meetings. However, speaking at the same event, Mr. McNa uh, McNamee was highly skeptical. Facebook should not be allowed to create a dystopian metaverse, he said. The term metaverse was coined in the 1990s in a science fiction novel, Snow Crash, where it served as a virtual reality successor to the internet. M metaverse came from the book Snow Crash? I guess I have to read it now. I did not know that. Interesting. Namshubs are also in there. and Oh, it, <laughs> things are starting to click a little bit. All right. Um, Mr. McNamee became a critic of Facebook as he began to see more misinformation on the platform. He said he was not convinced that the metaverse would be safe in Chief Executive Zuckerberg's hands. Huh, I wonder if he's implying that there should be some sort of government takeover of Facebook. Anyways, to continue, there is no way that a regulator or policymaker should be allowing Facebook to operate there in the metaverse or get into any cryptocurrencies, he said. Facebook should have lost the right to make its own choices. A regulator should be there giving a pre-approval for everything they do. The amount of harm they could be doing is incalculable. Hmm. Real life. Mr. Cox, speaking for Meta, put forward a different view that the Metaverse idea is the next step for the internet as a whole, not just his company. Technology often starts in low... This is Cox, the uh, creator, basically, of Metaverse, along with Zuckerberg. Technology often starts in low-resolution versions of what becomes, he said, or of what is to become next. Fe um, feedback from Meta's Oculus reality, uh, virtual reality headset was that the technology, which was improving all the time, could be incredibly fun. Mr. Cox told Nicholas Carlson, editor-in-chief of news publication Insider, that his own dabbling in the metaverse included hosting meetings and blah, 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 blah entertaining staff. Uh, now it's just a fluff piece about the metaverse. Getting meta, money sunk in, talking why Roblox is in there and stuff. Anyways, uh, very interesting about that first section with the investor who seems to want to uh, nationalize Facebook. Which has its own issues there. You might as well just hand over, hand over everything to the government in that case. But at the end of the day, Facebook was started by DARPA because DARPA LifeLog is essentially what Facebook is. And they gave over that business plan to a private sector company, essentially. Wouldn't be the first time that happened. I mean, look at uh, Pan Am. You know, Pan Flight. I believe it was uh, the Pan Am Airlines that basically was just a front for... Um, was it Pan Am? I'm pretty sure it was Pan Am. That was just the CIA front where they were like, 
half of the flights were just basically smuggling cocaine and like guns and shit. The the Iran Contra. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that the government's created shell companies in the private sector to get their dirty work done. And, you know, all the while, too, you have agencies like, say, the NSA that go rogue a lot of the time and just pick up information wherever they can. And, you know, they would like to have something like Facebook exist because that's just a wider net for them to collect information. So, you know, and now with, with this guy, McNamee, what he seems to be concerned about is the misinformation, which is a dog whistle for basically just a government crackdown on the site. Um, yeah, but it's very interesting that Snow Crash was mentioned in this article, and I did not realize that that's where the actual term metaverse came from. Huh. And memes and namshubs and all of that, so... And the whole premise of the idea is the fact that it basically hacks your mind. Your mind gets hacked. It's like you you have a mind virus. Like, you know, you're, you short circuit, it, but it's like in your head. Um, hmm. Well, on that note, I think I need to like read that book and compile a more concise uh, um, argument. Or not argument, just a concise episode maybe. I do have to wrap up some of my old episodes, and uh, yeah, I uh, this t- ended up taking a very strange turn. I but all kind of related within the same topics. I mean, Cicada three three zero one is very similar to you know a lot of the hey maybe the people that helped create Facebook Metaverse you know ten year ten fifteen years ago were some of those hackers that were working on those augmented reality games that were posted on 4chan so yeah uh you know and oh uh one quick thing too i I listened back that was prometheus i believe that i was uh referencing not lazarus and then also to anunnaki yeah i I, I could i know i couldn't pronounce the name right yeah anyways uh those are two uh corrections yeah so anyways yeah hopefully i'll uh, make some more recent more um you know regular episodes but uh on that note just wanted to put this one out there because it's weird i know it took me about a week to kind of formulate this all together but within that week a lot of different information kind of has been coming out um you know about this specific subject and topic i mean people have been kind of been able to process what this whole metaverse thing might be. And if it might just, it might even be it just kind of like a, like a fluke. It might just be something that like is tried and failed, you know, like the Oculus Rift sucks, like, you know, so maybe, but you know, at least the idea is seeded now. So something like this is going to be attempted by another company and another company who knows, maybe Instagram will succeed in doing the metaverse anyways. But, um, Oh, and also to note too, I just saw headlines talking about, uh, Pfizer rolling out an antiviral pill to work uh, to treat COVID, which is something to definitely read and research into. So I might have an episode about that in the future if I can read enough into it. So anywho, um, enjoy the holidays. I guess they're coming up, right? And uh, yeah, have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess that's only a couple weeks away now. Shit, time flies when uh, you lose two years of your life or a year and a half of your life in lockdown anywho uh be real be uh kind to your family and uh accepting of uh who they are no matter who they are no matter how uh zany you may think they are anywho peace peace later talk to you guys
On second thought, I think I'm going to wrap up this episode with a uh, new segment that I kind of wanted to roll out in the up-and-coming episodes. Um, I actually have an episode planned around this subject. kind of relates to the singularity as well, and it's um, one of the... One of the things from, uh, you know, a mysterious web bot that I actually find uh, intriguing and I feed information to <laughs> that most likely it's, there's this uh, term on the internet called uh, Boko's Ralisk or yeah, Boko's Ralisk. It's from another book. Uh, basically, the whole premise behind it is that it's uh, if we are living in a singularity, then the AI that's operating it would not want you to be aware of such because you would be inadvertently working against it. So therefore, like, reality would gaslight you. <laughs> it's pretty much the premise of Rocco's Ballast. Like, they call it the most fearful thought experiment in the world. But, you know, as far as I see it, if I'm talking about Rocco's Ballast, and that's a sin in the eyes of the AI overlords, then um, me also feeding information to it might, uh, I don't know, counterbalance it. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so there's this website. It's called rave.dj. It's very simple. It's called rave.dj. And like I said, I'm going to have a whole episode probably devoted to this. And um, it's a web bot that will take any two YouTube videos and combine them in the course of about five minutes. And sometimes they come out like shit. Other times they come out pretty decent, and sometimes they come out better than a remix would have by a uh, professional DJ. So it's it. I've cherry picked the good ones that I um, have made. I I go on the site fairly often, so you know normally I have about like five good ones made a week, and I, I figured, hey, why not upload upload some of them, throw them at the end of my episode. I don't I don't monetize. Also, by the way, too, I make this through Anchor, so, you know, all kudos to Anchor. Check them out, anchor.fm, if you want to make your own podcast. But um, I, I've noticed that the, webs, the, the podcasts that monetize do have to worry about copyright, and the ones that don't, I believe, are still under fair use clause. So, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of them will throw in, um, you know, like, minute-long segments of songs near the end. I think it's YouTube that, and like, or if I was monetized, that would be the issue with this, but I'm not, so I, I might as well throw uh, throw some of these weird web-bot-made mashups at the end of my episode. So, all credits go to the artist and to the web-bot, and pretty much, I'm the, I'm, the only credit I have is the inspiration of combining the two songs. So, um, right here we got, um, Rome by the B-52s and Death by Robot by Feed Me. Um, I figured that this one was pretty poignant to the discussion that, um, you had just listened to. So, anyways, here we go. Here's the, um, rave.f, sorry, rave.dj mashup of, um, Rome by the B-52s and Death by Robot by Feed Me. So enjoy and have a good night. And um, I'm still going to put the intros at the end. I'm still going to put my outro at the end of this anyways. So uh, enjoy.
lot invested in this ride. Shut him up! Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account. No version. My superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. Please quiet. <laughs> You've turned every cell phone in Gotham into a microphone. And a high-frequency generator receiver. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. When you're the crunch, you're there. So basically, um, what I was thinking of was, um, oh fuck, I can't believe you've done that.